personally, we're get, I'm getting to enjoy it with family, and, and I hope you have something similar going on at your house there. Um, for those here physically, uh, just a quick reminder, uh, you might disconnect from the church Wi-Fi so that we get a better signal going out of the building to everybody that's joining us by live stream. Those that, of you that are joining by live stream on the YouTube channel, uh, feel free to click that like button on there and, and raise us up a little bit. Um, it's important for everybody to stay connected. We have a good number of venues for that. Uh, number one is our website, ljchurch.org. Always check there. You'll find just about everything you need there. Uh, physically here today, you can pick up a copy of the Caring and Sharing. If you're remote, you can pick up that Caring and Sharing via that website that we just talked about. So uh, check that regularly. Uh, also, we have the uh, Facebook page where we post a lot of good information, so check in on that, uh, like that, and you'll get updates. Uh, one other way that uh, works really well all during the week to get the Thursday announcements, the links to everything that's going on during the week, is to sign up for our Mojo Text service. Uh, text LJC update to that number, 979-217-3300, and you'll be enrolled in that service. Uh, so I need to update you on some things that are, that are uh, coming back, changing. Uh, so starting next Sunday, September the 13th, uh, we will be having Bible classes in addition to Sunday morning service. So 9.30 a.m., uh, basically all ages will have an offering. Uh, also for during service, the uh, Stage 2 Praise Kids and Limitless Kids programs will be starting up next Sunday as well. Also, for all of the program, we need, we need volunteers to help with those programs. Uh, I think you can find contacts in the caring and sharing for each of those, as well as on the webpage. So if you're interested in volunteering, please sign up for that. Uh, also, this Wednesday p.m., so Sunday, Wednesday the 9th, uh, at 6.30, there will be uh, offerings for the uh, fifth grade through high school. Uh, younger than that, no. Fifth grade through high school, yes. Here at the building, there is offerings for that. Uh, and then also there will be an adult class uh, going on, uh, Can I Trust the Bible, starting this Wednesday as well. So some changes there, uh, kind of kicking things back into a little bit of a higher gear. I think we're doing it in a safe way. I think if you come and participate, you'll, you'll agree that, that, that uh, it's being done right. Um, did want to throw out there the, uh, an opportunity uh, for our interns that were here this summer. Uh, ACU has a uh, matching scholarship program, uh, and so I wanted to invite everybody to, uh, that if you donated to that in the name of those interns, that ACU would match that up to $500, and that would be a big help for those. Uh, so you can work through the office or to make that donation, or if you make it with your regular donation, then denote that somehow that you're donating toward that ACU scholarship program for, for, for those interns, and that'll get that'll help them out a lot uh, also um, so in recent weeks and we can sympathize with this because we live on the coast as well uh, a hurricane can have a big impact uh, it's had a big impact into our neighbors to the east in Lake Charles uh, we, the disaster assistance team has been there which we support a lot but also uh, Peter is trying to build a team to go to Lake Charles on uh, this Friday evening coming up to work through the weekend and return Sunday evening so if you'd like to be a part of that team, uh, 
You, you can be a part of that team itself or you can donate toward the needs of that team, which would be water or non-perishable goods. So talk to Peter sometime this week about how you can help with that effort to help in Lake Charles. Uh, so I wanted to go to God's word and then after that we'll, we'll jump into the song service. So Psalm 11, uh, 4 through 7. The Lord is in his holy temple. The Lord is on his heavenly throne. He observes the son of men, his eyes examine them. The Lord examines the righteous, but the wicked and those who love violence his soul hates. On the wicked he will rain fiery coals and burning sulfur, a scorching wind will be their lot. For the Lord is righteous, he loves justice, upright men will see his face. Uh, if you're here, will you stand while we begin our song service? Thank you. Come, let us all unite to sing God is love. Let heaven and earth their praises ring God is love. Let every soul from sin away each in his heart sweet music make and sing with us for Jesus' sake for
Every breath. 
pray with me. Our Father in heaven, you are holy. You are, you are holy beyond our comprehension. And Father, we're thankful that even in your holiness, you care for us more than anything. Father, I pray that during this time of the pandemic that, that you would be with this earth, that you would be all the people on this earth, that you would help us all to realize that you are still in charge, even when sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Father, I pray that you'd be with the students and the faculty members and administrations in our school as things slowly start back up, that you would continue to protect them and help things to run as smoothly as possible. Father, I pray during this time of, of politics in this nation that you would always help us to remember of, that we are Christians first and Americans second, and that our faith in you supersedes anything that may happen in this nation. Father, help us to realize that you are always in control no matter what happens, even when we sometimes have our doubts because of things going on in this, in this world. Father, again, we're thankful that you care for us so much I pray that you would help us to show others how much you love them through us because sometimes they're the only, the only chance of seeing you and Jesus is through our actions. Father, again, we thankful, we're thankful for the things that you do for us, the material things that you blessed us with, the things that we take for granted, especially when others are suffering from damage from the hurricane, the the air conditioning, the electricity that, that we just take for granted every day. Father, we'll th we're thankful that, that you bless us. Be with those that are sick. Continue to keep them healthy and heal them. And thank you for the friends and families that you bless us with. But more than anything, for your son. In his name we pray. Amen. Look, this is one of those songs you just have to stand up on, so... If it's convenient, let's stand for this one as well. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from every fear. Those upon him are radiant, let ever be ashamed, let ever be ashamed, this poor man cried. And the Lord heard me and saved me from my enemies. The Son of God surrounds his saints. He will deliver them. He will deliver them. Magnify the Lord with me. Come exalt his name together.
Genesis chapter 37, verses 2 through 4, 18 through 20, and chapter 50, verses 15 through 21. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, a young man of 17, was tending the flocks with his brothers, the sons of Bilhah and the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives, and he brought their father a bad report about them. Now Israel loved Joseph more than any of his other sons, because he had been born to him in his old age, and he made a richly ornamented robe for him. When his brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated him and could not speak a kind word to him. But they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. Here comes that dreamer, they said to each other. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of those cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. Then we'll see what comes of his dreams. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if jo Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to Joseph, he wept. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said to them, Don't be afraid. I, am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. I will be reading. Good morning, everyone. Statewide fires, COVID-19, child sex traffickers, police shooting unarmed people in the streets, pornography on the rise, and even more than that, pornography being more and more accepted. I forgot to turn this mic on, didn't I? There we go. I was relying on this one. Hurricanes and all that come with it. Floods, winds, and damage. Toilet paper and Dr. Pepper shortages. These are just a few of what we've faced over the last, what's this, nine months. Not even that, since March. And if you're like me, 2020 began with excitement, vision, and the hope of good things to come. And again, if you're like me, you may be a little disappointed, or a lot disappointed, feeling let down, and ashamed of things happening in and around this nation. The truth is, so much is out of our control. We like to be overseeing things in our lives and know that we're able to look after our loved ones and be able to protect them with all that we have. Now I do this, but I don't like doing it, being a passenger in a car. I'd rather be the driver. 
I, I am the passenger sometimes, but I don't like it because it means I'm putting my life in the hands of somebody else and whoever else is on the road. I have no control. Now, don't get me wrong. I also don't like roller coasters. Don't put me near them. But I love taking off and landing on a plane. That rush of the takeoff and the landing, I just love. And I have no control over that. You don't want me behind the stick or whatever you fly a plane with. When I'm in control, I feel like I can do something. We only have one life. How we choose to live it is really up to us. Yes, I understand. Things will happen to us like COVID and hurricanes that we have absolutely no control over. But how we respond to these things is what we can and must control. The truth is, the reason we don't like things we cannot control is because we lose stability. I'm glad this stall was up here. I checked this out yesterday. This stall has been up here for a while, and I realized, can you hear that? It's got four legs and it wobbles. There's nothing worse than sitting on a stool or a chair or sitting at a table in a restaurant and somebody leans down and the whole table, whew, you've been there, right? When the table legs are not level. Now the ground could be completely secure and be firm and completely flat, but it wobbles. It's, it's lost its stability. It doesn't feel safe. And we don't feel comfortable sitting on it or at it because it, it wobbles. We don't like wobbly stuff. Take that personally if you want, but that's not what I was going with. Realistically, we find, when we find a problem like that, we'll stick a tissue under it and we try to have a temporary fix. We like to do things ourselves. But what if I told you there is a permanent fix to all problems? When life wobbles, instead of putting a napkin under the leg, sometimes a simple yet drastic change needs to happen in our lives. Let's see if I find this right. I couldn't find a three-legged stool in the building, so I have a tripod. This will get the same idea across. A tripod, and even, I noticed this microphone over here has it. It's got three legs. Why? Because they're stable. Three legs are stable. So many pieces to this one. Three legs are stable, because as you pull it out, it doesn't wobble. The weight is evenly distributed between the three legs. When you have four, if something goes wrong with one of the legs, it starts to wobble. This will not wobble. Now the top may not be completely level, and if I adjusted this, I can still angle it, but it's still stable. It does not move, it does not wobble. And I've titled this lesson, Being a Three-Legged Stool in a Four-Legged World, because so often we like to include ourselves as a leg to have control. But the truth is, 
We have no control, which leaves only three other beings for us to lean on. Three-legged stools don't wobble. And like I said, sometimes it can be off skew, but it will not lose its stability. It is firm. It is on a, all three legs are touching, unlike the four. You no doubt have instability in your life, maybe concerning your job or lack of one. How are you going to pay your bills? Marriage instability causes a lot of other kinds of instability. It could be another relationship with a child or a coworker or a parent, a physical concern or need, the future of medical insurance and spiraling medical costs, or even the questioning of faith due to hardships faced. The list can go on and on. Obviously, the current coronavirus and financial crisis are good examples. Things just absolutely feel out of control, and definitely out of our control. It seems like there's simply nothing most of us can do right now but wait. And I'd argue most of the Western culture doesn't teach waiting very well. Throughout the scriptures, we read of characters that are faltered, good men and women, but who clearly make many mistakes. We read of David, a man after God's own heart, an adulterer and a murderer. Moses, a leader of Israel, with excuses and a temper. Peter, desires to do what is right, but denies Christ and then excludes believers. The list is endless. But one person does stand out above the rest for stability in faith and character. And that's Joseph of the Old Testament. Joseph really seems to have had it figured out. Even in comparison to his dad, Jacob, it seemed to take him until he was much older to get his life together. There's a reason the Bible dedicates 13 chapters to his life because he is a great example of stability. You might think he was able to do well because God blessed him and he had an easy life. Not so much. He surrounded his life, sorry, he lived surrounded by instability. He had to wonder what was next going to do wrong. Brief overview of Joseph's life because I'm not gonna read 13 chapters. Everyone say amen to that. So Jacob was his father, and Joseph was the favorite son, and therefore, if there's a favorite in the family, the rest hated him, right? Being the youngest, I know what it's like to be picked on, and it must be because they've realized they've got the perfect child, and everybody else had to pick on me then. Um, so I know what that's like. Just hidden, uh, mom at home. Um, um, so his brothers hated him, so they threw him into a pit and said, let's leave him there and he'll die. Wait a minute, we can make some money out of this. So these Ishmaelites traveling down and this traveling caravan of traders, they sold him for a modern equivalent of $200. Youth group, would you sell your brother or sister for a pair of AirPods? That's the equivalent. 
$200. And then if that wasn't bad enough, I hope I didn't hear a yes in that. Um, <laughs> if being sold once wasn't bad enough, he was sold again, this time into the house of Potiphar, who gained trust and loved Joseph, and he was, according to Genesis 39, verse 9, he was made equal in that household. Later, he was falsely accused of trying to sleep with his master's wife. Now, I've always pictured her to be this older, yet pretty attractive lady. She may have been the ugliest thing and avoided temptation altogether. I don't know. Uh, we don't have a picture of what she looked like. Um, so maybe fleeing temptation was easy. I don't know. But Potiphar threw, her, threw him into another pit, this one with the title, Jail. In prison, he meets two men who have a dream, different dreams on the same night. And he interprets their dreams. Three days later, one man is taken into the, the uh, king's house and he's uh, re-enlisted as a servant in the house. The other man is killed. And then Joseph is forgotten. Joseph asked to be remembered, but he was forgotten yet again. Up until this point, Joseph, maybe a little bratty at the start of his life, has been disregarded by family, his boss, and the limited friends that he may have, all while trying to help them. When the time was right, God raised him out of the pit, out of despair, out of the realm of the unknown, to become the second most powerful man in Egypt, who then became the one who drew his family together again, closer than they'd ever been before. Now, there are three ways for Joseph, and therefore us, to respond to situations we are put in that are out of our control. First one is to resist, by revolting or withdrawing. We can resist, and we can fight, and we can say, no, we're not going to let this happen, and what good is that going to get us? The second one we can give in and adopt the new way of life, accepting it as it is. Well, I guess I'm just going to be a slave now. I'm just going to do what I've got to do and keep my head low and hope that I'm forgotten, that I can maybe then sneak out and run away. I don't know. And then the third one. This one is a little more difficult to do. To settle in, build, grow and seek the will that seek the well-being of his master praying to the lord on his behalf this is neither compromise nor revolt think of daniel he didn't give in and adopt the new ways in fact he told the leaders i will not eat what you're asking me to eat he didn't refuse to be taken or become useless in the babylonian empire he settled in help build and grow and sought the well-being of Babylon. Yet he did not bow down to the gods and uh, his friends neither, neither did they worship the king. They knew who they needed to worship. And that's what the third one is. <coughs> Excuse me. They knew exile was for the long haul. 
so they would keep their faith strong and apply it where they were. Now, returning to Joseph, he did the same thing. He knew his faith stood firm. He had the opportunity to revolt or do the bare minimum, but he didn't. He worked hard, and his masters benefited from it. He served them in the same way he would serve God. In Colossians chapter 2, verses uh, 23 through 24, it reads, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. By taking this mindset, not resisting powers or giving up and giving in, Joseph was able to flee from the temptations of power and those around him by pursuing righteousness, faith, love, and peace. He didn't even have to question it. Sin came around the corner and he didn't question. He said, nope, I'm out of here. How quick are we to flee temptation? Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 2 again. Flee the evil desires of youth and pursue, pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Don't have anything to do with foolish and stupid arguments because you know they produce quarrels. And the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but must be kind to everyone, able to teach, not resentful. Opponents must be gently instructed in the hope that God will grant them repentance, leading them to a knowledge of the truth, and that they will come to their senses and escape from the trap of the devil who has taken them captive to do his will. As Christians, we have a decision to make. We can fight the things around us, calling out sin and evil and not getting very far with it. We can give in and adopt. Well, everybody else is sinning, so I guess I will too. Or the third option, settle into the culture, build relationships. The saying goes, people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Grow and seek the well-being of the people around you, whether it's your family, neighbors, friends, or going up as high as the government, whether we agree with their choices or not, we can stand firm and say no. We can flee from spiritual danger. We must set a stability in our lives so that the world knows where the world knows we stand on the word of God, and that's where we find our strength. We are a three-legged stool with the God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit being our legs, all being equal. We cannot wobble or fall. I saw this quote earlier this week and I thought how relevant it is to this message. You can throw in the towel or use it to wipe the sweat off your face. Taking the third option isn't going to be easy. Being a quitter and foolishly speaking up without full understanding is easy to do. And I want to encourage you to pick up that towel and wipe the sweat off your face when things get hard, when things get tough. Finding your strength from God. Joseph spent the majority of his prime years, 17 to 35, 
in prison, and serving foreign masters. How will you allow God to use you? What will you let God do with you, through you, and around you? I also saw this image a while back. It says, if you, if you can do all this with a potato, think of all that God can do with you. As this sits for a minute, I want you to think about this. I want us to think about the world we live in and the things we face each and every day. Like I mentioned at the start, COVID-19, storms, damage, police brutality, and our government, no matter where you stand on the current leadership. We have little or no control over many things in our lives, like Joseph. But we must remember and never forget the story of Joseph and our story have one thing in common and it's unwavering. The constant in our stories is God is with us. He is with us and he is never gonna leave us. So there are three things I want you to take away this week. First thing I want you to take is strong faith like Joseph's starts at home. Jacob taught Joseph from a young age that God was with him and nothing was going to change that. Strong faith starts at home. He knew God and what was right before him was, sorry, Joseph knew God and what was right before him, he was put in a place of temptation. Know God and learn his word so when hard times come and we are tempted, we have scripture to fall back on. Live it at home and in public. Teach it with your children no matter what their age. Number two, ultimately, this world is not our home. We're just passing through as the song goes. Yes, we are affected by what happens here, but if we consider ourselves to be in exile, not giving up or fighting everything, but seeking the well-being of the people around us, no matter if there are differences, we have an opportunity to be trusted and used by God for the benefit of his people and his kingdom. And third, success comes from finding identity and stability in God. Joseph relied on God to pull him through and for his silly dreams that his brothers hated, for his silly dreams to become reality. And I want to encourage you to dream Dream big. You never know how God can or will use you if you don't seek goals and strive for them. So faith, strong faith starts at home. This world isn't our home. Let's just do what we can to, to spread that word. Let God use us. And success, like Joseph, going from the pit to second in command in Egypt, that success can only come from finding stability in God. As JD read from Genesis chapter 50, you intended to harm me, but God intended it for good. This story is insanely relatable now as we sit in the midst of unrest and right now outright violence toward our fellow people. We need to maintain the attitude of, G of Joseph. 
It is also important to point out that this story mirrors Christ. He was beaten and murdered by Satan's plan. And though it was intended to do harm, God used it to save all people. As we turn to the Lord's table and we think about the life Jesus led on this earth, we can see that he didn't revolt against God's creation and become holier than thou. Neither did he sin and say, well, everybody else is doing it. Jesus built a life on this earth with his creation, teaching them and showing them a better way. He said in the same way that Joseph and Daniel said, this is what I stand for. Even if it means dying, ultimately, it's not my will, but the Lord's be done. So as we go into the Lord's table, uh, into the Lord's Supper, as we break bread and take the cup, ask God to show you how, how to be his light in this broken world. We have a reason to celebrate and praise the Lord because he is steadfast and unwavering and his faithfulness lasts or endures forever. And can it be that I should
At this time, we have the opportunity to partake of the Lord's Supper, uh, which is a chance to remember the sacrifice that, that Christ made as he died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. If you're at home, you need to get your bread and drink ready. And if you're here at church, uh, just a short explanation. This uh, all-in-one communion, we take the clear tab off, and that allows you access to the so-called bread in here. And then the foil, you take that off, and that allow you to drink it. So, uh, Shall we pray for the bread which represents Christ's broken body? Almighty Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for all the many blessings you give us, you've given us, and we want to acknowledge you as the creator of all things and, and uh, all-powerful God. We ask that uh, you uh, help show us how we can be a light in this world for you, and uh, we ask that you help us remember the love that you had for us, the love that was so great that you sent your, your son to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. As we partake of this bread, which represents his broken body, we ask that we do so in a manner pleasing unto you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. Praise the Lord, all ye nations. Extol him, all ye peoples. For great is his love toward us, and the faithfulness of the Lord endures forever. Next we have the juice which represents the broken or the blood of Christ. Shall we pray? Almighty Heavenly Father, we are thankful for you as you sent your son to die on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins. As we partake of this fruit of the vine, we ask that we do so manner pleasing unto you. In Christ's name we pray. So there are going to be people out there who intend to hurt you and see how far they can push you. There are going to be circumstances out of your control that you, you can't do anything about. There are going to be the people who are like Joseph's older brothers. There are going to be things like hurricanes and COVID and lack of toilet paper that we just cannot control. But when we stay stable, relying on the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit, looking to God for his outcome, what others intend to bring us down, we can trust and say what Joseph said. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for the good to accomplish what is now being done. Whether you're at home or here at the building, I invite you to step up and come forward in whatever manner you see fit, whether it's through the waters of baptism or confessing any needs, or anything like that. Because life gets wobbly. And the only way for us to stay firm is removing ourselves as a leg and relying on the 
the Father, the Son, and the Spirit for stability and for control. Joseph had little control over the big events in his life, but he did control his actions and reactions to what happened around him. Now, I don't think Joseph was cool with being incarcerated while it was happening, but he did learn to see the providence of God later in life. So in a world of confusion, anger, hatred, and division, how will you respond? Would please let's be standing. I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within, seeking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, from the waters lifted me, now safe am I. Love lifted even me, love lifted even me, when nothing else could help, love lifted me, love lifted even me, love lifted even me. August uh, 12th, a friend of mine was diagnosed with inoperable brain tumors, and I received a phone call from from them on uh, Friday. Um, Gary Rogers, some of y'all may know him. Gary and Alice attend church here on on a regular basis, but they're in Goliad often on most weekends. But um, Gary and I spent some time on the phone and prayed over them, and um, he sent me an email, and I'm going to kind of paraphrase some of the stuff, but Gary was diagnosed with an inoperable uh, brain tumor. Gary and Alice were told that the tumor is not operable, and his doctors are trying to manage the tumors with radiation and multiple chemotherapy drugs to help alleviate some of Gary's symptoms. While doctors have given Gary a hard and tough prognosis to the point that they believe the illness will be what will take his life, Gary said to them, numbers and statistics, although are very interesting, he told them, and some of the doctors agreed, God only knows the number of days he has left on this earth. If you're willing and would, I'll ask you to lift Gary up in prayer, and Gary has asked for those prayers to be very specific and um, for the healing of his brain tumors and God, for, and for God to be with the doctors who are administering and taking care of him. Uh, prayers for Alice, give her strength. Um, they both sounded very good on the phone. Uh, uh, emotional, but, but good. And uh, Gary and I go back almost 40 plus years and um, he's, a really, he's a good man. The thing that he, wants to make sure y'all understand he wants your prayers he has a very faithful strong individual and um, but he wants it to be private not on social media i know we're on 
live stream, I told him that, and he's he's okay with that. But um, not to be posting on Facebook and this, that, and the other. There's nothing wrong saying I'm praying for an individual. But um, uh, Gary's a, a pretty private person, and uh, and specifically asked me to say a prayer over them. So let's pray. Our fathers, we come before you. I'm lifting Gary up to you at this time, lifting Alice up to you to, as he's, she's there to support him. Um, Gary has faith, and he just knows that you're in control. And I ask that you be with the doctors who are administering his um, uh, process through this and, and the medicines and, and the treatments. Uh, I just ask you to keep giving him strength um, I'm very honored that he reached out to me and and then uh, we had our conversation and talked on the phone but knowing that he trusts in the prayers that we lift up to you for him I just ask that you be with us as we are the ones who surround him and, and support and that we can be uh, that strength that he's need, he needs and pray in Christ's name. Amen. Uh-huh. Mason Myers with them? Blessed. Oh, yes. So they was born today? So he is a granddaddy today. So that is something that can bring some joy to them now Susan is part of that family and um, and Brian and and Gary and I go back way back and I just tell you um, and their daddy was a preacher at Old Angleton Road for many many years and uh, I know James that Tim's there he's an elder over there the other brother and um, just um, I just ask that you be with that family and uh, what a blessing it is today for them to have a grandbaby thank you Thanks, Randy. Uh, first of all, I'd just like to thank everyone that's here, everyone that's joining us on live stream. I uh, see we have several visitors for the holidays, and I want to thank you for taking your time to worship with us. We're humbly honored by your presence, and so thank you very much for uh, worshiping and praising God with us this morning. Uh, once again, I want to continue to uh, offer our thanks as the leadership of the church to uh, for your continued financial support, uh, whether it's your personal budget, your company budget, your uh, church budget, making cuts is never easy and so far we have not had to do that. So we certainly appreciate during this process time that everyone is stepping up and want to continue to thank you for that support. Uh, just kind of re-emphasizing some things already mentioned, this Sunday we will, next Sunday, next Sunday, let me get that right, we will start classes back at 9.30. It's gonna be like turning your clocks back on daylight savings time be here an hour earlier so we'll start those classes for everyone and uh, we'll appreciate your uh, support in that uh, also on Wednesday nights uh, Alan will be starting a, a topic uh, can I trust the Bible uh, sounds like an excellent topic so we'll be joining that on Wednesday nights uh, also I got a note here that the uh, Lindsay Phillips and her fiance Marcio will be having their wedding ceremony this afternoon unfortunately the uh, circumstances uh, limits the number of people that can attend so uh, but let's keep them in our thoughts and our prayers 
uh, and honor them as they start their lives together. Uh, once again, Abilene Christian University, where our two interns from this past summer, Ozzie and Taylor, are attending, and they have a, a scholarship matching fund. So if you'd like to contribute to this scholarship for every dollar you donate, uh, ECU will match it uh, with a dollar as well. So uh, if you'd like to uh, do that, we'll let us know if you'd like to make a contribution to that. Um, this next weekend, Peter will be leading a group, uh, organizing a group to go to Louisiana to help with some cleanup. Uh, so if you'd like to volunteer and go with Peter uh, and join that group, uh, see Peter and he'll work out the details. If you're unable to go, of course, your prayers are always appreciated. I think you can support them also possibly by uh, sending some water and different supplies with them. So if you're unable to go personally, uh, you can still participate uh, through your prayers and through any, uh, but see Peter about that and he will uh, get with you. Also in the uh, same topic, received a message that Meg Scott, her father's house was completely destroyed uh, in this hurricane. So let's remember Meg Scott. I don't have any more information on that as far as her father or anything, but his house was completely destroyed. So uh, let's keep them in our prayers uh, as well. And um, got my notes out of order here. Uh, I believe that's all I have. So uh, once again, thanks everyone for attending, and let's have a prayer at this time. Our Heavenly Father, we just want to come before you and just uh, praise you, honor you, and glorify you. Uh, you created the world. Uh, you loved man when he fell. You sent your son to die in our place. Lord, we praise, honor, glorify, and love you for this. Uh, we just want to hold up those that have been mentioned this morning for Gary, for uh, Meg Scott's fathers, for all the others that have lost uh, things and possessions and loved ones through, through the recent events. Uh, Lord, just pray that you'd be with them, that you'd be with us as we try to minister to them. Let us know how. Uh, let us be willing. And let us be able to minister to them in whatever way we can. We just pray for the group, for Peter Leeds next week as they help with the cleanup, that they can uh, be with them, uh, just bless them. And we just thank you for the opportunity to be able to do good to other people. Uh, Lord, just are thankful for the visitors that are here this morning, for those joining us on live stream. Just ask that you'd bless each person here. Uh, just let us take the things that have been said, uh, live them in our lives, that people can see Jesus. They can see the love of Jesus. They can see the forgiveness of Jesus. They can see the life that Jesus offers. They can see that in us. Uh, Lord, just uh, thank you for this congregation here. Just ask that you would be with the leaders, be with the leaders of our country. Just be with our country through this crisis time. Just use this to help people seek you, to turn to you, to repent of their ways. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. If you would, let's be standing for our closing song. Just a couple things before we sing. Um, I wanted to also thank everyone for prayers, cards, uh, comforting words in the loss of our niece here a few weeks back. I'd ask you to continue to pray for her child. She's only two. Her name's Evelyn, and then her husband's Xavier. Um, the second one, a lot of you are already aware of this, but just wanted to make the congregation know. Um, Donna Marie and I have had a good opportunity presented to us, and we've decided to take advantage of it. And so we're going to be moving here in a few weeks. It'll probably be end of the month or first part of October, but just wanted to let you know so it wouldn't become a surprise and we could at least say hello and, and goodbye and all of those things personally. 
Let's sing this song together. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says 